0: Whatever independence Biden promised his supporters went out the door. They might as well have elected Bernie. By the end of the Unity Task Force process, Biden had essentially adopted his rival's platform. This is the one area where Carter was luckier than Biden. The 1970s Democratic Party had more than its fair share of liberals, even radicals. Think George McGovern and Jerry Brown but the party was at that time still diverse. Carter hailed from its more conservative wing, the head of a state that was growing more skeptical of taxes, unions, and government control. Jimmy, during his presidency, by necessity, had to span his party's ideological spectrum, making deals to keep coalitions in place. But some of his more ingrained views against wasteful spending or government control over core US industries, at least had some backing within his party. Biden's Democratic Party is today monolithically left, and his presidency has been one surrender after another to the progressives. He's advocated for the largest tax hike since 1968. He's overseen the most kamikaze spending since the 1960s. He's adopted a big labor agenda unlike anything since the 1930s. He's promoted more new entitlement programs than any president since Franklin D. Roosevelt. He's advocated blowing up the Senate as an institution, all to get his legislative way. Biden's governance also appears to have been driven by a near-manic reaction to the Trump years. Biden, in his campaign, primarily cast himself as the moral opposite of Trump, reverting again and again to the imagery of light over dark. Yet progressives over the years cleverly managed to conflate Trump policies with Trump the man. This allowed them to argue that ridding the nation of a toxic president also required purging every bit of his agenda. Biden, upon taking the presidency, enthusiastically embraced this view and set about systematically erasing every Trump action, whether that made logical sense or not. A perfect example of the illogical was Biden's decision in his first days in office to terminate Trump's remain in Mexico policy, on the grounds it was dangerous, inhumane, and went against everything we stand for as a nation of immigrants. Migrants saw that high-profile reversal as an open invitation to pour North, and the United States has been struggling with a border crisis ever since. All of this, of course, presumes Biden is actually in charge, something that's been in doubt since his earliest days in office. Biden took over Democratic majorities in both the House and the Senate, but he's never appeared to be in the driver's seat. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer during the first two years told the White House what would happen, not the other way around. Whether because of age or lack of leadership, it isn't even clear that Biden is making the decisions within the Oval Office. The media has brimmed with stories about Biden's frustration at his team limiting his public exposure or walking back his impromptu statements Are these Oval Office insiders protecting Biden or steering him? It amounts to the same thing. And it amounts to a purely progressive agenda, no matter the ongoing political failures or the clear lessons of the past. The coming chapters will lay out in greater detail the striking similarities in how Carter and Biden mishandled everything from the economy to foreign policy to the border to the culture wars Yet they will also demonstrate how much greater is Biden's culpability in creating the latest iteration of American malaise. The country deserved so much better.